very, very happy to see you again, and welcome if this is your first time in the Descorgita's podcast channel. Descorgita, the ecological startup that aims to have an impact on individuals, on society, and on the biosphere. So remember to follow us on www.rescogita.academy. Now, sit back, relax, enjoy. Greetings, everyone. My name is Lorenzo Nava, and I'm going to be your host for today's Rescogita's podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this second episode of Rescogita's podcast series. Today's topic is going to be ecotheology, basically the encounter between ecology and theology. Therefore, between the study of life in its environment, interconnected mechanisms, and the study of religion and divinity. Therefore, sit comfortably and let's start this journey. A very famous Christian psalm would say, The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And that pretty much sums it up. Ecotheology is a study that combines studying life and environment and with ecology, with the study of God and belief, theology. It is actually quite some, something quite recent. It's a recent movement that explores the relation between God, nature, and humans, and the impact that faith can have on the environment. It began actually as an internal debate within Christianity, and then started to spread across other faiths, well, except those who already had an ecological component to it. And this is the result, actually, of the demand of many faithful believers who complained about religious institutions who did not respond to the present environmental danger and lack of action concerning the destruction of the environment and creation. Therefore, scholars and clergy set off on a mission to restudy the holy texts and philosophical ones in order to find ecological content and that they found indeed. Countless references are present in the holy texts where God demands humans to protect and safeguard the creation. And how not humanity but God is the owner of the biosphere. How could these passages and concepts go unseen for millennia? Well, simply they were not seen or were not understood because much ahead of their time? One thing is clear. The New and the Old Testament state clearly that humans have a duty towards the earth. Another commendable attempt of eco-theologians is that of bridging the gap between science and faith, where they foresee a future, mutually compensating approach and reciprocal support in dealing with today's challenges. However, let's pause. How did this come to be, I mean, ecotheology? At first it started as a reaction, when in the 1960s part of the world's academia agreed in condemning Christianity for what is environmentally wrong with the world today, because the Christian faith 
placed humans above nature and gave humans dominion over the natural world. And this, of course, caused a bit of uh, noise inside, well, all of the all of Christianity and its branches. And as a reaction, Christian scholars started to investigate in the teachings and the branches of Christianity. And to their shock, discovered that Catholics, Protestants, and Orthodox teachings are filled with ecological concepts. From the scriptures clearly stating everywhere how God gave humans a duty to care for and look after nature, animals, plants. And not just in the scriptures. Visions, visions promoted by key figures like St. Francis of Assisi or uh, St. Seraphim uh, lived and promoted their Christianity with an interconnectedness that can be equaled to modern eco-psychology. We can also look at the Jesuit communities in Latin America who established practices which included, rather than replace, the local indigenous cultures and made the first steps towards sustainability. The examples are plenty. So once again we ask, why did that message never came across until today? There is a reason, and it's a historical one. The period of Christian domination of Western culture was one of uncertainty, which ranged from the Dark Ages until the Renaissance, where the vast majority lived in poverty, farming small plots of land, and at the mercy of nature's whim. A dry season could mean hunger. Wolves in the forest meant flocks attacked. An overly cold winter could mean death. Poverty, uncertainty, and widespread ignorance. No wonder to these people, nature was an enemy to overcome in order to ensure survival. Then came humanism, renaissance, enlightenment, and started to shift the focus from submission to God and the transitory uh, nature of life in its valley of tears to a superhuman-centric one which resulted in the Industrial Revolution, crazy, fast scientific progress, and abandoning the backward spirituality of religion. At the same time, Newtonian discoveries on physical laws, Galileo's astronomy, Darwin's evolution, Freud's psychology, Descartes' human-centeredness, were all nails in the coffin of spirituality, giving way to an era of material rationalism, which relegated religion to the level of outdated superstition. Christianity tried to react and counter those advancements in knowledge and, may we say fortunately, failed epically. Therefore, a decision was taken to distance religion from the natural world and rather focus on the human-God relations. The solution to a past problem, the technological and scientific advancements humanity experienced started to become a problem as it is leading towards environmental and social collapse, climate crisis, and therefore a need to reinstate ethics, morality, principles and values into human practices, including a yearning for an understanding of spirituality befitting both believers and not believers. In this scenario rose ecotheology, where science supports faith and faith supports science in reshaping the severed connection between God, humans, biosphere for a future positive outlook 
answering to the orphaned human longing for nature. The discoveries, until now, is that the Old and New Testament, Torah, Talmud, Quran, writings of Luther and Calvin, and many, many more, have each appealed to humans who received by God a responsibility towards one another, towards the divinity and the safekeeping of earth. And more religions begin to voice out the sinful nature of environmental over-exploitation and pollution as disrespectful towards God and the creation, underlining that we are not the owners of the earth, rather its stewards. Although still largely maintaining a human-centered outlook, ecotheology officially in 2002, a Christian ecotheology, established itself as a movement and dictates the agenda of interfaith dialogue processes. And hope this episode raised a bit your curiosity about ecotheology and the ecology in religion. Thank you very much for listening and talk to you soon.